This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hello, and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic U.S. Navy releases UFO records, and this comes from the New York Times, published today. The title says, Navy reports describe encounters with unexplained flying objects. Now, these go back, of course, to those three famous cockpit videos, uh, Gimbal, Go Fast, and Tic Tac, I believe they're called. The article starts off, it says, while some of the encounters have been reported publicly before, the Navy records are an official accounting of the incidents, including descriptions from the pilots of what they saw. And it has a picture here in this front page article, and uh, there's a picture of a gentleman that says, Lieutenant Ryan Graves last year described a close encounter off Virginia Beach with what looked like a flying sphere encased in a cube. This article is by Ralph Blumenthal and Leslie Keane dated March 14, 2020. It says, Navy fighter pilots reported close encounters with unidentified aerial vehicles, including several dangerously close, in eight incidents between June 27, 2013 and February 13, 2019. Now, remember, one of those cockpit videos goes clear back to, I believe, 2005. It says, according to documents recently released by the Navy, two happened on one day, according to one of eight unclassified Navy safety reports released in response to requests filed under the Freedom of Information Act by news outlets, including the New York Times. Last month, the Defense Department authenticated three videos of aerial encounters previously published by the Times, accompanying accounts of Navy pilots who reported such close encounters. And we've talked about those three videos quite a bit in this podcast, about the, how the fact that the chain of custody on these uh, three videos was never completely accounted for, how amazing it was that they ended up with the To The Stars Academy watermark spotted all over them, and a lot of the shenanigans that went on with that. And now, all of a sudden, three years after the first release, the Navy comes clean, supposedly, I use that in quotation marks, and says, yes, those videos were in fact real. Now the article continues. It says, the incidents in the videos were investigated by a little-known Pentagon program that for years looked into reports of unidentified flying objects. The Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, the existence of the office, was first reported by the Times in December 2017. Now, after I finish this article, I want to go back and take a look back at ATIP. This is where Louis Elizondo comes in, and we've talked many times about what about the revolving door there. These deep state programs where, where actors uh, are employed by the deep state, they uh, somehow miraculously end up with UFO uh, videos, metamaterial, whatever, and they go to work for private companies, just like what happens uh, in the real world. Uh, with the uh, w with our Defense Department. People go from being uh, employees of the U.S. government one day to working for uh, weapons manufacturers the next day. 
It says, while some of the encounters have been reported publicly before the Freedom of Information Act releases include the Navy's official records documenting the incidents, including descriptions from the pilots of what they saw. The Navy <clears throat> records, known as hazard reports, describe both visual and radar sightings, including those calls with the aerial videos or unmanned aircraft systems. One incident on March 26, 2014, over the Atlantic Ocean off Virginia Beach involved a silver object, approximately the size of a suitcase, that was tracked on radar, passing within 1,000 feet of the jets, according to the report. Some of the incidents involved fighter squadrons aboard the aircraft carrier Theodore Roosevelt. One of the former F-A-18 Super Hornet pilots, Lieutenant Ryan Graves, last year described a close encounter off Virginia Beach with what looked like a flying sphere encasing a cube as recounted by a fellow pilot and later reported to the squadron safety officer. The incident was documented in a report with few details on June 27, 2013, which stated that the Navy jet crew saw something pass about 200 feet away on the right side, with a visible smoke plume emitting from their rear section. The aircraft was white in color and approximately the size and shape of a drone or missile, according to the report. No other agencies were conducting drone flights or missile launches in the area at the time, the report said. Unmanned aerial vehicles represent a significant mid-air collision threat, the commanding officer reported. Well, here you go, unmanned aerial vehicles. Basically what they're saying here is, well, this could have been a drone. Well, I'm not sure how many suitcase-sized drones would be operating uh, in the middle of a military exercise like that. It seems like that would have been an incredibly stupid thing to do but oftentimes when we hear about these ufos being spotted the first thing people say is well it was probably a drone it says the incidents included more than just that squadron the vfa-11 red rippers out of naval air station oceana virginia the documents show the commanders took the incidents seriously warning of the likelihood of a mid-air collision in other words, these UFOs have become so common, so commonplace, right in the middle of our U.S. Air Force and Navy uh, exercises, that the commanding officers have begun to see them as a threat. We've moved, we've moved past the Blue Book period. We are now looking at these things as a threat. Apparently, the commanding officer here does not hold the same view as the Pope. He does not view these things as space brothers. He views them as a threat. I want you to think about that. They're viewing these things as a threat. At least that's what they're telling us. It says, in interviews, of, in interviews five of the pilots involved avoided speculating on the source of the objects. The Navy, in its report, also avoided any such conjecture. Three incidents occurred with an exclusive use airspace, meaning no other aircraft were authorized to fly in that area. Another report on an incident on November 18, 2013, expressed alarm due to their small size. Many U.S. many UASs, well, let's just call them UFOs, are less visually significant and radar apparent and therefore pose a significant risk for mid-air collision, the report said, using an abbreviation, an abbreviation for unmanned aircraft systems. 
you know, they are desperately trying to label these things in an attempt to pretend like they understand them. And I don't think they have a clue. It goes on, it says, Less than a month later, a pilot who had been assured there was no traffic in his area detected a radar track at an altitude of 12,000 feet and less than a mile away. He was able to identify a small white visual return on the location of the radar track, the report said. A near mid-air collision report from March 26, 2014. Also, This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. An exclusive use airspace involved two FA-18E Super Hornet aircraft from Squadron VFA-106. One pilot closed in and reported seeing a small silver metallic object the size of a suitcase. Quote, Pilot passed within a thousand feet of the object, could not identify it, the report says. And you can imagine a thousand feet at those speeds would be like at ten feet for us. These are incredibly close objects moving at incredibly fast speeds. The pilot passed the information to the local fleet area control and met surveillance facility. <clears throat> Fleet Area Control and Surveillance Facility, which had received multiple sighting reports in recent months. This presents a, quote, this presents a significant safety concern given that this unknown aircraft was detected in an exclusive use area, the commanding officer stated. Quote, I feel it may only be a matter of time before one of our FA-18 aircraft has a mid-air collision with an unidentified UAS. On April 23, 2014, Two objects were tracked on radar, not communicating, and two other relatively small objects were observed at the same time flying at high speed off the coast of Virginia. Another report states, the events were said to pose a severe threat to naval aviation. It is only a matter of time before this results in a mid-air in W-72, the report said, using the airspace designation. This was the squadron's second occurrence in the last 10 months. The most recent incident, included in the Freedom of Information Act documents, did not appear to be related to an unidentified flying object on February 3. Excuse me. The most recent incident in the Freedom of Information Act documents did not did not appear to be related to an unidentified flying object on February 13, 2019. A red weather balloon was spotted at 27,000 feet by four aircraft when none were supposed to be in the area. The report concluded, weather balloon released without notifying the appropriate channels. Oh my, don't you just love how they have to throw in the debunk. They've got to throw in a little bit of garbage in the article. They've got to throw some weeds in the garden, baby. Because if you don't throw some weed seed in the garden, couldn't be an article from the New York Times, could it? Or any of these mainline news. So they give you this entire article, which is pretty well written, by the way. And down at the very bottom of the article, they toss in some crap about a weather balloon. Yes, go back to sleep, kids. Don't worry. 
UFOs are all weather balloons. They can all be explained. Not a worry. The real question here, to me though, is not about whether or not UFOs are real. You'd pretty much have to be an idiot not to realize that something's going on. The real question here is, why is the U.S. Navy coming out and releasing more UFO records? Now, I cannot for one second believe that it's because they care so deeply about us. Okay, After going through two months of COVID lockdown over the flu, after seeing this entire planet pretty much locked down for the last two months, as I stated before, I think one and a half billion people on the continent of Africa, as of April 18th, 1,000 dead. Your chances were one and a one and a half million for, for, for dying of this flu, if you believe their numbers. Now, you're locking people down to create human suffering and to gain control. Or as Pompeo said, it's an exercise. I don't believe for one second they're doing this because they care about us or because they want to be transparent. I believe they're trying to either, number one, control the narrative, or number two, they know something big is about to happen, and they have to release some truth, or they will completely lose credibility. Now, just to put this in context, I want to go back just a little bit and look at what the Navy was saying a year ago. And this is from The Intercept, and this would have been back, I think, in May of 2000. 19, it says, The Intercept, the media loves this UFO expert who says he worked for an obscure Pentagon program. Did he? And it's by Keith Clore, dated June 1st, 2019. So just about a year ago, the Navy was the Navy was dancing to a different tune. It says, The first images in the opening episode of the New History Channel show unidentified Inside America's UFO Investigation is a 2017 headline from the New York Times projected on a flickering screen, glowing auras and black money, the Pentagon's mysterious UFO program. It's the story that launched Luis Elizondo into the public eye, the article that shocked the world. The narrator of Unidentified declares, before continuing, a clandestine U.S. government program had been investigating UFOs for eight years. The secret program was run by this man, Luis Elizondo. The cameras then pans to a visual of the former military intelligence case officer in a darkened house, peering out warily through half-drawn window shades. It's an odd scene. Is Elizondo on the lookout for aliens or a bad guy from his old spook life? Either way, his History Channel show, which premiered on Friday, is being promoted as groundbreaking nonfiction. Goes on to follow Elizondo as he is as he reinvestigates strange UFO incidents he says he learned of when he was at the Pentagon running the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, known as ATEP. Now I want you to pay particularly close attention to the word threat identification. Can you see the narrative begin to change as we hear it come from these government bureaucracies, these government departments, and our own military? For a very long time, the deep state narrative that's been bubbling up is UFOs are one of two things. Either they're just complete uh, illusions perceived by conspiracy theorists, or if they happen to be real, which they're probably not, but if they are, well, the UFOs are the good guys, man. They wouldn't come all this way to hurt us. Well, they would be so far advanced that they would be, they would be the most empathetic 
creatures in the universe not to worry. What did the Pope say? Our space brothers. Well, certainly he could baptize them. Certainly he would. Everything was benign. And so many times we heard encounters and people just glossed over the abduction stories where people were probed and prodded and had things inserted into their bodies that they didn't want inserted in there. People were treated like experiments. We find cattle that have been brutally uh, butchered where the blood's completely evaporated, not one drop of blood. All this negativity surrounds these things, whatever they are. But up until about a year ago, all we ever heard from official sources, if we heard anything other than that they were a hoax, was that they had to be good. They had to be lovey-dovey. They just wanted to come here, man, and share the wealth. But about a year ago, we started hearing about things like ATIP, threat identification. And now we start to have different naval officers go on the record saying, these things are a collision hazard. These things are a threat to national security. These things are a threat to global security. So can you see the narrative begin to be morphed from Happy Space Brother to Alien Invader? Now this may be an avenue of convenience. Perhaps the majority of these things are man-made. And as some people believe, the deep deep state will simply use them as mass deception to control the population. I'm not sure they have to go that far. I mean, for crying out loud, they can use a cold virus. They still have half the people hiding in their houses too scared to come out. And that's with the price of groceries going up. And now President Trump has announced that they're on the verge of creating a vaccine. And no worries, we've got a general in charge of that. No red flags there. Military in charge of vaccines. And by the way, we've ordered 500 million hypodermic needles. And we'll be having the military deliver the shot to your house. Now, if you want to believe the Q nonsense, if you still think that Trump's on our side, just put that in the context of mandatory vaccines. Given that history, do you really want to trust these guys when they tell you what they think is going on with UFOs? I don't. I view everything they say with great suspicion. Because here a year ago, they were throwing Luis Elizondo under the bus. Or appeared to be. What I thought all along was perhaps they were developing a narrative. Where the Navy slips out this set of videos to Tom DeLonge's group. A violation of the chain of custody, by the way. A complete violation of an ethical chain of custody, by the way. These videos should have been posted online for the public to see. They should never have been given to an individual or a private corporation to be monetized. That is my opinion, and I believe that is the correct analysis. We go on here, it says, Whatever the truth about otherworldly UFOs, cue a collective eye roll from scientists, there is one crucial detail missing from the unidentified, as well as from all the many stories that have quoted Elizondo since he outed himself nearly two years ago to Wide Eyes News Media. There is no discernible evidence that he ever worked for a government UF program, much less led one. 
Yes, ATIP existed, and it did pursue research and investigation into unidentified aerial phenomena, Pentagon spokesman Christopher Sherwood told me. However, he added, Mr. Elizondo had no responsibilities with regard to the ATIP program while he worked with worked in OUSDI, that is the Office of Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence, up until the time he resigned, effective 10-4-17. That directly contradicts an an email sent by a spokesman for the To The Stars Academy of Arts and Science, a UFO research and entertainment company that Elizondo joined after he left the Defense Department. The email was sent over a year ago, of course this will be 2018, by Carrie DeLong, a public relations representative for To The Stars, to John Greenwall, a UFO researcher who runs an online archive of Freedom of Information Act obtained government documents on a website called the Black Vault. At the time, Greenwald had become frustrated at the lack of tangible information about ATIP and Elizondo's role. Additionally, Elizondo had spurned Greenwald's interview request. Greenwald told me that he had asked along specifically where Elizondo worked within the Department of Defense when he ran ATIP. Hi, John. Thanks for reaching out, DeLong wrote. The program was initially run by the Defense Intelligence Agency, but when Lou took it over in 2010 as director, he ran it out of the office of the Secretary of Defense under the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence, USDI. Hope that clarifies. Yeah, clear as mud, Tom. I tried contacting Elizondo multiple times via email and his cell phone. He has not responded. It's not as if he is on retreat somewhere... I noticed that in a run-up to his start turn on the new History Channel show, he has been speaking to everyone from the New York Times to UFO media personalities and military bloggers. And the article continues on from there. There's also another article we can find that goes back to... I think this is from oh, 2017-18. This goes back just about two years ago. Here again... Compare this, where we have nothing but mud, to all of a sudden, the Navy has got religion, and they're releasing not only the three uh, FLIR videos, but they're also releasing reports on additional UFO encounters, and they are admitting that they view UFOs as a threat. At first, I didn't even want to admit that ATIP existed. Then when they did want to admit it existed, they didn't want to admit that Louis Elizondo did uh, operate uh, and run that program. Apparently, he did was involved with it, at least according, I believe, to to uh, our Harry Reid, the former senator from Nevada. So we begin this whole story back in 2017 or so with the release of those three videos and the Navy being in complete denial. Remember, they even refused to release information to that North Carolina uh, congressman who asked him what was going on. That went on for a couple years, and then all of a sudden, like I said, the Navy's got religion, man. They're not only re- did they release the videos because they wanted to be transparent, right? The leading, the leading uh, organization in the entire world at creating cryptography and secrecy wants to be transparent. Think about that. Okay, now this article says, what is up with those Pentagon UFO videos? The Department of Defense released two videos of so-called UFOs, or did it? On December 17, 2017, a newspaper printed a story titled, Real UFOs, Pentagon Unit Tried to Know. 
No, the headline wasn't surrounded by text about post-baby bods and B-listers, the secret sorrows, because it was on the front page of the New York Times. Now, this comes from the Wired magazine, 217.18. It says, what is up with those Pentagon videos? And you can look this up online. It says the article describes a federally funded program that investigated reports of unidentified aerial phenomena, UAPs, the Take Me Seriously acronym includes UFOs, and within the story... The Times embedded videos of two such videos. And then it goes on and talks about them. It says, The discovery and federal acknowledgement of a UFO or of non-earthly origin would be revelatory, and the Times scoop seemed to suggest that such a worldview-shifting scenario as is at least not not true. The videos came courtesy of the Defense Department, made it easier for readers to put faith in their validity. Now think about this. The discovery and federal acknowledgement of a UFO of non-earthly origin would be revelatory. And the Times scoop seemed to suggest that such a worldview-shifting scenario is at least not not true. Can you see how the narrative is being formed here? This is back in 2018, and they're talking about the videos released in 2017. It's taken about six months here for those videos just to sink in to the average person. It's such a uh, mind-boggling thing to see these videos that have come out of these Navy cockpit fighters. So they put that stuff out there, and they don't do it through the normal channels, all right? They want to leave, they want to leave some plausible deniability. They want to leave space. They want to leave space for People that are people that are, have a little limited intellect, the COVID, the COVID queens, they want to give them room to deny the whole UFO phenomenon because they're afraid that if people are faced with the truth, they might flip out. And like I've said a year ago, I might have said that's crazy. People can handle it, but after seeing what's happened with the stupid cold virus, I'm certain that a large majority of the people, when they are confronted with the reality of UFOs, are going to lose it. And I think that's why they're trying to they're trying to break this narrative open a little bit at a time. So we move forward a couple of years now. Finally, the Navy comes out and says, yeah, those three videos are correct. That really happened, and we don't know what they are. But by the way, we think they're a little bit threatening. Now, they released those videos, what, like a month ago? Not even? And boom, already they've, they've taken the next step. Can you see the narrative accelerating here? I mean, man, it took them 40 years to even release a video and say we don't know what it is, and to do that through a back channel. Then it took another couple years, almost three years, to release the video directly from the Navy to the public. All right? That took three years. It took 40 years before the Navy gave some real videos to some real people and released them through a back channel where they could deny that they existed. They played a few games then for a while with semantics. And then about two and a half years later, they took those three same videos without the TSA watermarks splattered all over them, and they released them to the public. And they said, yeah, they owned it. They owned it. The Navy owned the UFO phenomena. They just said, hey, this is what we saw. Now, we can be pretty sure that what they saw was a whole lot more clear and a whole lot more detailed than what they're showing us. But they've made that step. 
They're like, yeah, they're real. We don't know what they are. Even the President of the United States has to say, well, you know, I don't know. I don't believe in them, but there they are. Now, less than like, what, a month later, the Navy then goes on to release additional UFO reports. Not just the reports that involved the three FLIR videos, but other UFOs that were cited. And look at the context of those reports. They're being listed as, over and over again, you hear the word. They're a threat. They're a threat of collision. They're a threat, 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 threat. They're preparing the mindset of the public to view the UFO phenomena as a threat. And who do you think is going to save us? I mean, what what happened with this cold virus? We get a cold virus, a bunch of deaths are overreported, and we have to lock down the entire planet so they can save us. And now President Trump tells us that he'll soon have the U.S. Army coming around delivering one of your vaccines. Hope you like it. I don't like it. I don't like the change that I see in this narrative. I would much rather have the government just deny that UFOs exist. It's a lot safer that way. But you can see what's happened in the last couple of years. They've taken control of the narrative, and now they're beginning to present those UFOs as a threat. So get ready, folks. It's about to get wild. The ride is about to get wild. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.